This is at Roarborn S on Twitter on the Wild Man and Steve Show. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wild Man and Steve Show starts right now. So, Steve, question for you as we begin this episode. Okay. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Uh, always ready. Oh, okay. I've heard you say the opposite before when I'm the one asking the question. You didn't think that you would be ready if it's coming from me because you're too concerned about what's going to come out of my mouth. I, I am concerned about what's going to come out of me, but you know what? I, I am ready. It's it's the boy, it was, it's the boy Scout, the Coast Guard, who, who has, has the uh, always prepared motto is that i think that was that was the scripture to be ready in season and out of season i I mean maybe that's what you're referring to okay you want to bring scripture into it that's fine too (laughs) um so you know all right so anyway here's here's my question okay so we are coming up and our listeners have know this okay both of them who listen to us know know all about this um we are coming up on our four year anniversary of this show yes we are okay now i just have a question for you steve Cause you're a teacher right up your alley here. Yep. Does, does that mean, see, it's going to happen in December. That's when it's going to be our fourth, our four year mark. Right. Right. Does that mean we graduate? No, no. And I'll tell you why. Um, you, you have to master certain proficient. You used to show you're proficient in basic skills in order to, to graduate. And I don't believe wild man that either one of us, has shown that level of mastery of really anything uh, that would warrant either of us uh, or certainly the two of us together actually graduating. Well, I was kind of going on the direction of graduating from you. Like, you know, like when I graduated high school, like I didn't look back, it was done. Like I didn't want to go back, it was done. So I, I, I went through the grueling four years and put up with it. And then I finally threw my hat in the air and said, I'm done with that. So, that, so in other words, this is another one of those introductions where you're, you're threatening to break up with me. Is that what it is? You're threatening, you're threatening to break up with okay, me. I, let me, t- I, let me tell I, you something. Sir. Okay, first of all, t- before I got to interrupt you there, folks, I do not approve of the terminology Steve just used. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. You know, let me, let me just be very clear here. Okay. You're the way you're couching it. You're right. You're going to break up with me. Cause now we're done with high school. Okay. It's not breaking up. Would you stop yeah. saying it? Yeah. Okay. You know what? And then when I go on to have this meteoric rise to fame and fortune, you're going to look back and say, oh, I wish I was still hosting a podcast with that guy. That's what's going to happen. Just like the girl you dumped in high school. Yeah. But let me tell you something, Steve, everybody knows, everybody's heard the story. When I found you on the side of the road and I picked you up and finally made you into something when you joined wild man and Steve, um, it really just changed your life and you haven't been the same since my, your, your wife calls me almost every day, sobbing, saying the difference that has been made in you because of this show and me. 
Oh, that's true. I understand, though, those are not tears of joy. Uh, those, those are tears of great distress. Uh, so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, rank that opening. Go to Twitter, um, at Wildman and Steve, hashtag Wildman and Steve. Rank that opening, and as you know, the rule around here is you can give us a 1 for being the best and a 10 for being the best. Um, wherever you want to rank that, hashtag Wildman and Steve. Hey everybody, Wildman here. And this is Steve. And you're listening to classic Christian rock ray ray. Steve, we were supposed to say it together. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, buddy. Okay, let's try again. Hey everybody, Wildman here. And this is Steve. And you're listening to classic Christian rock. Steve, what is the problem? I I just don't like how you're doing this. How I'm doing what? Hello everyone, Wildman here. It's like, hey, this is my show, and Steve is just my sidekick. Really? You're going to go there now? After all we've been through? The amazing artists we've interviewed, over 140 podcast episodes, 20,000 downloads? Really? After three years of Mr. Segway? Really? You're going to go there now? Okay, I guess you're right. Okay, let's try this again. Hey, everyone. Steve here, and you're listening to Classic Christian Rock Radio. Wow. Just wow. Now we come to the part of the program where everybody's on the edge of their seat because they are ready to listen to Mr. Steve Perkins, Latin teacher, who I named four years ago, Mr. Segway, who... Brian Duncan called uh, quite the incongruity because he is a Latin teacher and rock and metal music fan. So, Mr. Segway, I am so excited, as everybody else is on the edge of their seats, waiting to hear how are you going to segue our guest tonight? Well, as always, I, I, I have no idea who our guest is, what this show is about, yada, yada, yada. And before we get into this, I just would like to say, wild man, I would like to call a truce between you and me and just the, the you know, the, the attack that you you hit me or at the beginning of the show, I hit back, turned into kind of a, a vocal slug fest between us. And I would just like to call a truce um, in, in just for some peace, some decency in this episode. So I would like this one to all be all about the truce. You know, I've never asked you this question before, Steve, when you do these segues, because your segues are always great. I mean, that, that's what makes our show. But I just say, I just got to ask you this time. I just got to ask it. So exactly how long did it come up? Did, did it take you to come up with that segue for this show? Quite honestly, I was I was driving down the road toward my house this afternoon. I was thinking, uh, what, what do I have on deck for this evening? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be on that show with Wildman tonight. Uh, what am I going to come up with? And uh, boom, there it was. Wow, it's amazing. You know, ask and you shall receive. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to stop doing the damage here. We're going to introduce our guest, Chris Saran from uh, the Truce Podcast. We are very excited that he's with us. Um, Chris, how are you doing? And welcome to the program, sir. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here. Yes, this is great. And thank you for staying through that opening. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you got to take nap at some point, you know, so. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, to get started with, I, I, I'll tell you, um, I literally, I don't remember specifically how I ended up listening to your podcast. Yeah. Because you know how you fill out surveys and all that. And they always say, you know, how did you hear about us with this? I honestly just think I just stumbled across it one day and I just kept listening and just kept listening and loved it. Um, And so I'd like for you to start tonight by uh, giving us an idea of what caused you, what passion did you have? What what caused you to have the passion to do a podcast like this related to church history in such a good way? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a history podcast that looks into the Christian church. And um, I was never much into history until just a few years ago. And I started reading history books and I got really into it. I was like, wow, this really explains how we got to where we are today. And then uh, coming up just a, a few years ago, starting with like the 2016 election in the United States for president, um, all, everybody I knew was suddenly just like very angry all the time. Um, and so I, I wanted to start figuring out how did we get to where we are, especially as Christians, because uh, we get like pulled into these messes so often. It's like, how, how do we get to this point? Why is everybody so angry? What are we even arguing about? You know, how long have we supported uh, X, Y, and Z platform issue? Um, and so I, I started, I just did a few episodes to try to see out, see how I liked it. And um, my brother and I had had a podcast before anybody else was listening to podcasts or making them. I mean, seriously, like 12, 13 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. Um, and uh, they, they were to advertise some Christian films we had made. And we started out with 30 listeners and ended with 15. Um, and uh, it sounds like our show, Steve, doesn't it? It's like any show, <laughs> like a lot of podcasts. And uh, and I I realized while I was making uh, the movies and stuff that I like making the podcast more than I like making the movies. Uh, so I was always kind of looking for an opportunity to get back into it. And this just kind of opened up uh, opportunities because there are all these stories. Um, and I, I keep thinking I'm going to run out of material. <laughs> And then I could stumble on a season where I've got, you know, 20 episodes looking at the history of fundamentalism or whatever. Um, and and the, the material just keeps coming. So it's it's been a joy. Uh, it's been a delight. And it's been a lot because the show's so heavily produced um, that it takes me forever to make an episode. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoy it. Hey, everybody, this is Chris Starin, the host of the Truce Podcast. I've got just a few little details here. The first is that I've got my first ever in-person live meetup coming up for the show. And so if you live in Denver or in the Denver area and you're available on August 25th, 2023, uh, you can join me out in a park and we're just going to get together, uh, chat, get to know each other. And uh, it's going to be free, but you do need to sign up on the website. There's a link. Well, what, what, what I, the one part that really um, hooked me to it was the, uh, the, produce, the production that you do and the, yeah. the, the, the dramatization and the timing of the dramatization is incredible. Um, almost very similar, like an audio book kind of a format. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. yes. But you can tell you put a lot of work into it. And yeah. that's why we have you on today, because we want everybody to start listening to this. We want our listeners Please. to catch hold and, and start listening. Um, so uh, before we go any further, 
I'd like to, I, I'm really intrigued by what you're saying. How do we get here? Because I've lived by that for many years as a minister. I ask those questions all the time. Like, why is that church split? Why is that church troubled? Where did this start? Historically, what would you say would be the first thing that surprised you in your research when doing this show? Oh, the first thing? <laughs> or that was the, six years ago. Well, the, uh, the first thing that you can remember, let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I got really enthralled with this story in um, Florence, Italy, about a preacher named Savana, uh, Girolamo Savonarola. Um, and I was visiting Florence, and I happened upon this plaque in the ground, like this big circular plaque. And uh, it was, you know, in, uh, wasn't in English. And, um, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And I started reading up on this guy. And uh, I came across this story. It's about a uh, in the late 1400s, there was this pastor who preached in the main church that's there, the big colorful church in Florence. And uh, people considered him a prophet because he ended up stopping a war that was going to happen. And through a whole series of events, people began to believe that he was a prophet of God. And so he, um, they put him to this test. Like, if you're a prophet of God, you can walk through this fire. And of course, he couldn't do that. Uh, he was just a guy. Um, and they ended up... Uh, beating him, beating him, uh, hanging him, burning his body and throwing the ashes in the river. Um, but his mm. writings were a huge influence on Martin Luther, it turns out. Um, so when Martin Luther gets tried, he's going to the Diet of Worms. He's got the writings of uh, Savonarola under his arm as he's going. Um, and uh, I, I was one of those stories because Savonarola's main legacy in Florence was uh, it's not just he stopped a war, but also he was using his power almost as like a, a combination church and state uh, to force people to act in what his view of morality was. Uh, so he, uh, you know, they had children go out through the town, through the city and gather up anything they considered to be a vanity, like a mirror or a wig or makeup. And then they had these big communal bonfires and they would burn the vanities. And, uh, and he's like, it was forcing morality on the people of the, the area. And so it was kind of a nice way through that story to talk about how do we as Christians act around morality in the public sphere? Do we mm. force it like Savonarola did? And we, you know, mm. literally go and steal the things that we don't like, uh, which of course, you know, stealing is a sin as well. Um, or do we, uh, do we find other ways to graciously um, uh, cause change in the society? So I, I find stories like that really help us to um, understand our own times and start asking big questions. Cause if I just came on and started talking about modern day current events things um anybody can do that but we can see ourselves so much better through these stories that are set back in time a little bit um and it really help us understand how we got to to where we are how we got to our assumptions yeah. uh, so i think that uh yeah i love that story of savannah roll and I've, I've considered revisiting it but it's like i don't know if everybody else liked that one as much as i did so yeah
It's it's interesting, I'm, and I've, I've got your the podcast sitting here on my phone. I'm looking, just kind of scrolling through, and you look at some of the topics and things. And it's interesting you mentioned uh, that one that was uh, released in uh, uh, November of 21, and the one immediately preceding that is the Chosen with creator Dallas Jenkins. Yeah, and I'm going okay. <laughs> here is this modern, crazy popular. Uh, series, The Chosen, uh, just this phenomenon. And then the very next episode, we go way back in history yeah. uh, to talk about some on a roller. So well, I think those must be out of order on your playlist, things- but yeah, those actually came out years apart. I don't know why they're that way in your playlist. <laughs> could, I could say, because it's listed, the one is listed as 11, nine of 21, yeah, the 11, 23 of 21. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, in, I think- so anyhow, yeah. but my question is, of all the things in history, obviously, you, you know, you're going to do a history show that could go on forever because there's just so, so many things you could cover. Yeah. How do you choose? How, yeah. how are you led to say, hey, I think this is worth covering. And maybe that's an interesting thing, but maybe not worth doing an episode. Of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I after a lot of prayer and um, discussion with my brother and other people I care about, um, I end up trying to figure out like a topic anymore. Uh, the last few seasons I've been going on just one big topic for a season. And that's really great because then I don't have to reinvent the wheel every episode. Uh, but then what I do is I read extensively about that topic, uh, sometimes for a year or two. Um, and then uh, I, I come up with an outline of the topics that I need to cover for that specific idea. Um, and then I, I find specific resources that address each of those moments. Uh, so like um, uh, uh, there's an episode in season five about the gold standard and William Jennings Bryan. And um, I, it was one of those odd things that I knowing I would eventually have to talk about in season six, which hasn't been released yet. I'd eventually have to talk about um, uh, Republican ideas about the gold standard. I was like, well, they actually brought that up in William Jennings Bryan's time in, in the late 1800s. Uh, so I need to cover it now in the 1800s. Uh, so I'm, all, I'm also thinking like, where am I going in future seasons and what will the audience need to have known? Um, so I know it's a lot of three-dimensional chess in some ways, uh, but also I, I think, because last season was all about uh, the rise of fundamentalism. And I tried to frame it with William Jennings Bryan, who was this uh, democratic nominee for president three times. And um in order to understand him, I also had to explain what he believed in. And part one of his big things was the gold standard. And um, and it's one of those weird things. I think the, as an audience member, people must be thinking, what in the world does the gold standard have to do with Christianity and fundamentalism? Right, right. right. And uh, hopefully by the end of every episode, you're like, oh, my goodness, how come nobody else is talking about the gold standard? Um, and and that's, that's one of the goals uh, is to try to keep taking things that um, – that you think wouldn't have anything to do with Christianity, but are actually very important. And then also weaving in um, this big story to try to give us perspective um, on a big topic, rather than just say like a one hour episode, that's like, here's everything you need to know about fundamentalism. Well, you can, you can do a nice job with it, but you're not really going to understand the individual pieces. And my hope with the show is to understand the individual pieces. And often that means requiring the audience to do to think differently about things than they've ever thought before um, and to question yeah. their own assumptions about a big topic. So yeah, it's a lot of work, but that's how I do it. Uh, it's usually just read about one topic and then find 
individual um, ways to cover that each each little yeah. note. And, and I'd like to follow up on that. You, you're talking yeah. about reading and sometimes reading extensively, extensively. Uh, <laughs> on a particular area. And uh, again, as a teacher, I'm, I'm always interested in how people go about their research, love bringing that aspect into the students and showing them different ways you can go about research and so forth. Where and how do you find that you do most of your research? Is most of your uh, study online? Is most of it or more of it through books? Is is it theological and historical journal articles? Is it usually books? Interviews yeah. with people. Yeah, give us a little yeah. bit of, of the the meat of how you get at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm generally first of all looking for history books, um, and that. It sounds very broad, but uh, it's, I'm looking for a book that doesn't have a position, um, that is just telling you what is what happened, uh, without any commentary of like this was right, these were the good guys, these are the bad guys. I just want to know what happened, um, and that's kind of hard to find in the in the Christian world because um, we so often have to put a good and bad on things, and it's helpful to market it that way, which is why my show is maybe not huge. <laughs> I'm not picking good uh, like winners and losers all the time. Um, but I'm generally looking for that. I'm looking for um, somebody who is the authority on a subject. Um, and that's usually who I interview is the, the, the person who's an authority. And sometimes I find those people through recommendations from previous guests. And those often are really great. Um, and I'm looking for people who have spoken about it or written about it. Um, and, uh, and then I'm also looking at original documents as much as possible. Um, and a lot of that doesn't get shared on the show. I listen to like to kind of an awful lot of the, I, I have episodes coming up next season about Watergate and I listen to an awful lot of the Watergate hearings. And this, none of that's going to make it in there. Uh, but I, I just wanted to know, I wanted to know for myself, um, yeah. what, what was going on. And, uh, and some of that's now that I'm entering the era of like recorded sound, um, uh, in my, what I'm covering, I'm, I'm trying to find audio clips from original from moments, mm -hmm. uh, but that often causes me to listen to an awful lot of everything that's around that moment, um, which yeah. is a great deal of fun. But um, interestingly, can sometimes lead you to understand something very differently than you than was covered in the book. Um, so whenever somebody quotes somebody, and I'm going to use that quote, I'm also trying to kind of find where did that quote come from if I can. To see if they yes. if they're using it correctly, um, and so it, it takes an awful lot of time. someday I'd like to have a staff of fact checkers and things. And, it, it, uh, I've, man. I've got to I've got to say this, and I, and I know Wild Man wants to get in and ask a question here, but sure. I've got to just affirm you in that. And and anybody listening, yeah. Oh man, yeah. you see quotations out there and misattribution so common, yeah. and especially mm -hmm. if it's somebody who is relatively famous and some some quotation gets attributed to that person next thing you know it's on the internet and you find a hundred different references to it but is that really the person who said it or is that really how that person said it yeah. and honestly with the internet available we can usually figure stuff out we can really find the actual source so i uh, appreciate you for doing that appreciate sure. you for chasing that kind of stuff down and uh, i would encourage anybody with if you're blogging if you're uh, podcasting do that work, which quite frankly, doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Do the work, find the actual wording of the quotation and cite that thing correct. 
Yeah. yeah. And Google books is excellent for that actually. Cause um, a lot of times you can search an, a phrase or a saying and just see where it pops up in Google books Yes, and you yes. can cite it right from there, which is great. And uh, especially when it comes to things like next season, as exciting as a plug as this is um, I, I have some congressional hearings that I'm quoting. Um, and so to go back, you, they have a lot of that in Google books and just uh, old hearings. And so you can go back and read the full thing if you want. So um, anybody who loves congressional hearings, yeah, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, just to echo what Steve was saying, that, that that's great as far as approaching it that way, um, because there's so much of that we're missing in our culture. As you mentioned, everybody was angry with every, each other. And, and the reason usually people are angry, I'm going to go out on a limb and just guesstimate this, but that you, a lot of times when people are angry, they don't know why they're angry. They're angry because somebody made a statement or or said something or they said who they supported and they had no idea what the person was actually saying. So and that's how we should approach scripture. I mean, the critical thinking of ever, all of it, you know, just finding out yeah. the, the source. You mentioned a name earlier that I want to get into, but I probably won't get into oh, it right now. But this is just a tease because um, my favorite character of your podcast so far is William Jennings Bryan. There's no question. Oh, about great. That. And I remember studying him in high school and in college, but your podcast brought it out in a, in a different way that caused me to go back to it again. Uh, but we'll, we'll get back, get to that in a little bit. But I want to talk a little bit about um, about critics. Um, the reason I want to talk about critics is because, you know, uh, if you create anything at all, you're going to have critics. You're going to have people that are going to say, you know what, that's not good. You know, you're going to have people say, you need to kick Steve off the show. But, you know, I, I have to be Aww. gracious and keep him on. Um, but <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, um, I know that with history, especially, history is always one of those things that can be second guessed. You yeah. know, like people can come up and go, yeah, but you know what? I read so and so, and they said it didn't, didn't really happen that way. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, Steve asked the question, like, how do you decide your topic? My question is, um, how do you decide that your research is complete? Or how do you decide I'm done? I'm, this is the truth that I'm going to convey. Yeah, well, I, I kind of don't ever see the episodes as complete. Uh, I think that there, there's this saying in the film world, because I used to make movies, that a, a movie is never done, it's just abandoned. Hmm. Um, and I think that that's kind of what it has to be for the podcast. Um, sometimes you can't let the, you know, the, the perfect get in the way of the good, as they say. But I've had people um, uh, message me or email me and say, you know, you might want to fact check this thing. And then sometimes they'll even provide a, uh, a reference. And, uh, and if they're right, I'll change it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm open to changing it as best I can. Uh, I mean, I've got hundreds of episodes. It's not easy for me to do all of them. Um, but um, I'm, I'm open to, to, to changing things. And uh, sometimes you just have to, to go with what you've got. Uh, because also doing the show, I could easily spend, you know, if, you know, five years making one season, but I don't have that kind of time, you know, as a solo podcaster. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's, you just kind of have to abandon it at some point and say it is what it is for the moment. Um, but I'm, I'm generally trying, like I said, trying to find the, the authority on the thing when I'm interviewing them um, and ask good follow-up questions. And then um, I, uh, I think you have to be, you have to be certain, uh, even doing what you guys do, just humble. You have to be humble and be like, you know what? I was wrong about that. And I've got an editor and I can chop that out or I can take that episode down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had I've had uh, guests in the past who turned out to be kind of Looney Tunes after the fact, after interviewing <laughs> them. And I have to put a warning at the beginning of the episode, like, listen, this person's into crazy conspiracy theories now. Uh, yeah, so I yeah. don't I know I don't endorse them. Um, but I think that's just just the nature of what we do. You just kind of yeah. have to do your best. And I would say also, you know, to you, you're idea of being humble in in terms of receiving that if it's a legitimate comment a legitimate critique you're going to address that and i would also encourage listeners be gracious when you submit those critiques okay yeah uh it's easy to be uh that keyboard warrior from the anonymity of your bedroom and send that really hateful comment out there you idiot how could you not have known blah 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 you know, pe- people are not going to respond to that. So if you've got a legitimate comment, make it graciously. And and mm-hmm. and a, a good host, a good author, blogger, whatever, uh, is going to take that seriously that way. So, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. So. but, and, but I, I would add to that somewhat, and I think this might have to do with COVID. I just want to dialogue with what Steve just said a bit, is that I think we are in a hypercritical state, yeah. state right now where – Criticism is off the charts, um, and it's like it's difficult to weed through some of that to find the constructive criticism that we always talk about, like what what is meant for you, because there's just so much, which I think is what caused you to do the podcast in the first place, is to is to the, the anger, like why are people so angry, and yeah. and you do we've we've all met people that they they criticize no matter what, and that's you know just it's going to be the common thing. Next week, the dynamic duo returns. Join us next week to hear Wild Man say. Now, I don't want you. To, I don't want to ask you to give away your secrets for season fifty fifty six. But but I'm ready to ask this. I'm going to ask this anyway um, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm assuming it'll take you fifty six seasons to get to what I'm going to ask. So okay. with your research so far, how would you? Same Wild Man and Steve time. Same Wild Man and Steve channel. The Wild Man and Steve Show is now partnering with New Release Today. Find out more about them at newreleasetoday.com. And don't forget to check out our website, where you can also leave us a review at wildmanandsteve.com. Sounds like rock and roll to me.